Hello and welcome to the Renaissance Polymath. I'm your host, Toby Gagnon, and on this episode, I would like to discuss being a good spouse. Let's go ahead and get things started. According to the CDC in their most recent reporting, an average of 6.1 people per thousand in the United States get married every year. That's in 2019. In that same period in 2019, an average of 2.7 people per thousand got a divorce. That rate is a 37% divorce to marriage rate. Of course, these numbers aren't perfectly accurate because we're not looking at people who were already married, who got a divorce, etc. But if you look at it from that perspective, there is basically a 3 to 1 ratio of people getting married versus getting divorced. As you look over the numbers as you go back 2018, 2017, 2016, the percentages really kind of remain the same, 37 and 19, 37% in 2018, 35% in 2017, 34% in 2016, and so on. So we're right around that 35 to 40%. That said, the numbers actually are going down per thousand. So for instance, 2016, 3.0 per thousand people getting divorced, 2.9, 2.9, 2.7 respectively in 17, 18, and 19. If you compare that to getting married, however, an average of 7.0 people Per thousand in 2016 were getting married, and that number has also steadily declined in 2017, 18, and 19 with a 6.9, a 6.5, and a 6.1 people per thousand, respectively. So what that tells me is fewer people are getting divorced per thousand per capita. However, fewer people are also getting married per thousand per capita. In looking at the extended data, it shows that fewer people per year are getting married and also that fewer people per year are getting divorced. That's good news, but if you compare the numbers in the same year, the percentages remain mostly the same. Let's talk about what it means to be a good spouse and how we can prevent quote-unquote becoming a statistic. For the following, I will make the assumption that you are already married. We won't get into anything specifically premarital, But if you are, then you can learn these skills before you find your partner and maybe look for some of these in them as well. Starting right off the bat, number one is communication. We talked about it in the last episode talking about life skills. Communication is extremely important. You will be required to communicate on some level every single day with your spouse. Communication is extremely important and good communication will allow your relationships to strengthen and grow because they'll be built on trust versus the other way around. It's important that as a spouse, you should never assume the other knows something or feels the same way or more importantly, can read your mind. Oftentimes you'll hear people who are having spats or or arguments say, well, you should have known. Should have known is a terrible phrase, especially in a relationship. Yes, over time, you do get to learn more about your spouse and can kind of predict and understand when they may react a certain way to things, but at no point should anyone say, well, you should have known. There needs to be an open line of communication and effective communication. Ineffective or no communication can be frustrating and exacerbate situations. So going back to that should have known scenario, there needs to be that communication. Otherwise, you're going to think, well, they already know 
and therefore they're actively not doing something or doing something that frustrates me further and therefore it exacerbates the situation however if you had just communicated or you know your spouse had just communicated effectively and efficiently hey I don't like when you do this or your inactions in this area are kind of driving me crazy they make me feel like I'm shouldering more of the load that can help to develop the trust and hopefully change things for the better going forward Number two in being a good spouse is to be supportive. And be supportive meaning attempt something that the other enjoys doing. Don't just say, yeah, I've, you know, I, I support you in doing whatever you're doing. Well, everybody wants to share something that they like with another person. I would encourage you to attempt something that the other enjoys doing. And that kind of goes both ways. So if, if you are the spouse that attempts something, then your spouse, you would hope, would reciprocate and vice versa. If you are always saying, well, I really don't want to do that, I don't want to do that, at some point, they may find someone that does like doing those things. Try something new. Along with being supportive, I would encourage you to try something new together. What I mean is, maybe neither of you have been ziplining, canopy ziplining or something like that. Go try that. If you've never taken a cruise, to uh, either one of you, take a cruise together. Go and experience new places, new cultures, new things, new hobbies together. Maybe you develop that bond and develop that relationship further and deeper over that particular hobby or thing or whatever it is. The last thing in being supportive is to be there during frustrating and trying times. This is something I've had to learn a lot over the years, and quite frankly, it's something I still struggle with, is that I don't always have to provide a solution as a spouse. Sometimes all that's required is for me to just sit and listen and hear them out and allow them a chance to vent. You don't have to do the same thing. Unfortunately, I think males in particular, myself included, we are always looking to provide that solution when sometimes we just need to listen. Number three in being a good spouse is sharing responsibilities. So sharing responsibilities, don't assume um, things, right? We go back to that number one, communicate, and play to your personal strengths, right? Don't think you have to adhere to gender-specific tasks or chores just because, well, the man always mows the yard. Well, if the woman can mow the yard and does a darn good job at it and doesn't mind doing it, why not? Let them go. Don't feel you're, you're held to these gender-specific tasks and chores. Play to each other's strengths. So if you're really good at something, do that. If you're really bad at something, maybe ask for help. Next is uh, help when you can, where you can. Going back to that don't assume. Don't assume, well, this is their task. This is their job. Kind of like in the workforce. Oh, it's not in my job description. Well, help when you can and where you can. That will go a long way to being a good spouse and furthering the foundation of that relationship and ultimately maintaining a happy and healthy relationship. And the last thing you can do here for sharing responsibilities is doing things in shifts or something like an assembly line. And I'll give you two examples. I'll give you an example for shift work. As a parent, a husband and wife, let's say a father and a mother, when a newborn comes into your life, it can be extremely time fragmented. And what I mean is that child may need to be fed on a schedule, may need to be changed on a schedule, and maybe that schedule hasn't been established yet. They don't know day from night. Shift work can help here. For example, if one of the mother or father is a night owl and the other is a, an early bird, right, then do shift work. Take a 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. shift 
and then the other takes the 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. shift. That way you know during those times, hey, it's very likely that my spouse will get up and handle this given the time. But going back, right, don't assume and help where you can, when you can. So doing things in shifts really can help. Also, assembly line. If you think about laundry, nobody likes laundry, but if you do it in shifts or like an assembly line, maybe one person sorts and washes the clothes and the other person folds them and puts them away. You can kind of do an assembly line work there and that will help you know, shoulder that load and not have one person feel obligated to do something or overwhelmed when doing it. Number four on the list for being a good spouse is never stop dating. Schedule time for just the two of you. This can be something as simple as after dinner, we sit down and we play cards together. This is our time. That date isn't going to look the same 20 years into a relationship as it did 20 days into that relationship, but schedule time just for the two of you so that you can continue to date and keep that fire and that energy and that spark alive. Next under Never Stop Dating would be budget for and actually take vacations. Vacations can help you unwind, can help you grow closer together. Again, going back to you know being supportive and sharing in new things together that you've never tried. Maybe you take a vacation and you do that zipline tour of the canopy. Or maybe you go whitewater rafting or whatever it is. Maybe you go experience art in a museum that you haven't seen or been to before. Budget for and actually take vacations because life can get hectic and slowing things down can go a long way to furthering that relationship's bond. And number five on the list for being a good spouse is don't compete with others. Your relationship with your spouse is unique to the two of you. So don't compare it to the relationship two other people have. Be true to yourself and to your partner And don't feel you need to do something just because someone else is. Social media, unfortunately, has not helped with any of this. We are always comparing ourselves and our vacations and our material things to others because that's what it has become. We want to share what we have. That's the social aspect of the human nature. But unfortunately, that bleeds into our relationships. And we begin comparing, well, so-and-so's spouse did this for them. Aren't they such a good spouse? Why can't you be more like them? That is going to immediately go against everything you're trying to do to build that relationship and be a good spouse. So stop comparing yourselves to others. Your relationship is unique to the two of you. All right, so a quick summary here. Number one is communication. Don't stop trying to improve your communication. You'll be required to communicate every single day. This is going to allow your relationship to strengthen, grow, and continue to be built on trust. Don't ever assume the other knows something or feels the same way or can read your mind and that should have known that is a terrible thing don't ever assume don't say you should have known ineffective or no communication can be frustrating and make things worse number two be supportive attempt something the other enjoys doing reciprocate if that's being done for you try something new together and be there during frustrating and trying times And what I mean by that is you don't always have to provide a solution. Remember, sometimes you just need to listen. Number three, share responsibilities. Play to your personal strengths, right? Don't necessarily adhere to gender-specific tasks or chores. Just because, just play to your strengths. Help when you can, where you can. And try to do things in shifts or like an assembly line. 
Number four is never stop dating. Schedule the time just for the two of you. No matter how small or seemingly insignificant it might be at the time, it's going to go a long way. And then budget and actually take vacations. Just the two of you or maybe with the family either way, but budget for and actually take vacations to break away from the stressors of everyday life. And number five, don't compete with others. Your relationship is unique to you two, so stop comparing yourselves to someone else. That about wraps up this episode, but I would encourage you to do your own continued research and education. I'll make sure to link in the show notes below all of the things I talked about in this episode. On the next episode, I will be discussing being a good parent. If you have any feedback, feel free to send me an email at podcast at therenpo.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-P-O.com. I would also appreciate it if you left a review wherever you podcast. That helps this show be discoverable to others and helps me understand where things can be improved. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download new episodes so you don't miss any of the future topics. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.